Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Toxica Diaries. My name is Alex, and I'm joined by my fellow co-hosts, Michelle and Parker. And we're back. The three of us. <laughs> it's a miracle. Jesus. <laughs> For like the first time in a million years. It has been a, a strong goal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's been 84 years. <laughs> yeah. Life. Uh, yeah. Life. It's, life. It's been a little, little difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Which, How are you guys doing? Oh, you know. I mean. Uh, dreading. Through. Dreading life, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all going to be in World War Three soon. So there's that. Oh, my God. It's so <laughs> sad. Hey. Yeah, but the Ukrainians um, have won so far. Like, their optics, out of, uh, off the roof. Okay, so I know, like, they are horrible, holding it but down. But the, U- the Ukrainian president is kind of hot. <laughs> oh, my and God. That's like- what you took from this? That's what you took this from this? This is not the time. <laughs> Jesus. I know. I know. I'm sorry. But I couldn't help but notice that he's actually, like, kind of an attractive dude. And then I don't know if you saw that, like, there's this article or, or I guess – he said, like, he made some some speech and basically he was like, I like, we don't need a ride. You know, he's like, we need like. Yeah. Arms, the U.S. Right? was like, hey, yeah, you want you want to ride to safety? And he's like, no, nah, give me weapons. I don't need a ride. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like one that is amazing. Like that is like respect, bro. You know, because like, come on, you know, that's like old school, like. Yeah. You know, commander, like actual commander in chief type of, you know, attitude. You mean he and, didn't? And... <laughs> he didn't get on a plane and flee the country. Um, you mean when he's not? He's not a bunker boy. Through, yeah, when he was when he was going through unprecedented times. Nor did he hide in a bunker because a lot of people were really mad at him and yelling very angry things at like very loud volumes. Yep, exactly. So. <laughs> You know, one, those comments, you know, and on top of it, like, he's a fairly attractive man. And now I'm like, Zaddy. <laughs> Are you looking oh for a God. U.S. citizenship? <laughs> <laughs> I know, guys. It's a, it's a very way. serious situation <laughs> and a dark situation. I'm fully aware. And I, it is very sad. But, you know, I'm just along with Michelle's thirsting. <laughs> yes. Along with Michelle's thirsting of the Ukrainian president, we'll we'll share a list of charities and things that you can do to help the ukrainian people so that you can thirst and be yes. in support of them you know 100 yeah. <laughs> see uh, uh, kind of on the same note uh, on my tiktok there's been a lot of like memes about uh people changing their location to like ukraine or russia to like match with people on tinder what, <laughs> yeah. what? like looking for uh for to help them get visas to come over oh wow yeah dang Interesting. Oh, huh. and then a friend of mine was telling me today that apparently, like, that ex-boxer, like, Hayden Panettiere's baby daddy, is, like, the mm-hmm. mayor of Kiev, and he's, like, out in the streets with his brother with, like, a gun, like, helping defend his city. Dude. Well, yeah, because didn't, didn't like, the country, aren't they giving guns to, like, everyone? Everybody. Yeah, everybody, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. They're pretty much, like, if you can defend our country and have the ability and want to... Here's a gun. I was reading, though, that, like, I guess Russia wasn't expecting such an opposition from Ukraine, so they've been caught a little bit off guard by they've it. They've been yeah. getting obviously, booked. Yeah, like, I was reading about that, which is good. 
Mm-hmm. Communist. Dude, oh my God. And then, like, ugh, people are so fucking annoying because then I saw this guy post something on his Instagram the other day and it was like, oh, all the Biden supporters are quiet now, but no About more what? mean tweets, right? And I'm like, first of all, first of all, I don't know any Biden supporters. Okay. Like, it was. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know the, Biden. Yeah, I'm like it was it yeah. was the lesser of the two evils. Like you know, it was our it is what it is type situation, right? Like nobody yeah. really wanted him as president. Secondly, I'm like, did you? And I told him, I was like, secondly, did you conveniently forget that Trump and Putin are like BFFs? <laughs> I know, yeah. and like, the what? fact that like a bunch of Trump supporters are now praising Putin and Russia for their actions. And it's mm-hmm. like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Traitors. So, so when we want to have health care for everyone and want to give everyone equal rights and don't want to interfere in women's bodies and want to make sure that we're not killing black people in the streets and the cops that commit senseless acts of violence are prosecuted because they are not above the law, that's communism. Mm-hmm. But when another country invades another one on zero grounds and it's is basically and going to forcibly absorb them. That's not. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. a he invaded on blood and soil, which is, you know, yeah, fascist. Yeah. But anyways, um, I just want to point out two awesome uh, things that like I saw from from it. Did you guys see the uh, one where the uh, Russian uh, warship was hailing a, a little like base island that they had? And it's like, hey, um, do you do you copy uh, surrender or we'll we'll fire? And they basically just said, hey, fuck off. Oh, shit. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. That was great. And then the the other one, which is fucking badass, is the, the guy who blew up the bridge with himself on it mm. to stop the yeah, Russians from that coming was, over. That's that was crazy. a very courageous and selfless act, but it was also yeah. really sad. The fact that, like, shit had to come to that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's crazy. Like, I was talking to someone on Instagram and... You know, like we've read about, I mean, we've always been like, there's always been war in the Middle East, right? Like that I feel is just a constant no matter what. So unfortunately, I feel like we're kind of almost like desensitized to anything that happens in the Middle East, as sad as that is. Yeah. But it's just, it's been ongoing, right? But it's crazy to see something like this unfold in real time because I feel like this is literally the shit we learn about in textbooks. You know, like when you're in school and you're reading up on your U.S. history and you read up on these wars and these battles and, you know, like this is like it's unfolding right in front of our eyes. And 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 now, you know, like we have social media and we have like like the Internet. Right. And Mm -hmm. we're just so like like we're actually seeing it happen. Like, we're seeing yeah. people's, like, personal accounts, you know? Like, I saw the video of, like, all the ki- all the babies in the NICU that had to be moved mm-hmm. into, like, a the subway, basically. Yep. You know? And it's these, it's NICU babies, you know? It's so sad. Yeah. Yeah, there was yeah. a story about a woman who had to give birth in the subway. Oh, my God. Because, like, she can't be in the hospital. Well, and the other thing, too, is, like, with the war in the Middle East, which is, it's, you know, that's, that's its whole other monster. Yeah. It's been sold as, like... The U.S. came in as these white saviors to this third world country that was like under the rule of a dictator. But then you look at Eastern Europe, it's still even though it's Eastern Europe, it's still part of Europe. So Mm -hmm. you feel like you're sold on this narrative that it's like, oh, it's Europe. They're advanced they're developed Mm -hmm. and all this other stuff. So then you're like now people are I think are reckoning the fact that like Russia, a developed country, is now invading 
Ukraine, who it's, which is also a developed country. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's it's flipping the script now where of like what has been sold of like appropriate for war, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I think that's tripping up a lot of people, too. But it's also one of those things. It's like in the year in 2022, we should be past conflicts like this. One hundred percent. Society should have moved past the like forcibly invading another country because of one man's ego. Mm-hmm. Like you would think you would I would have the hope for humanity that we have. And what's sad is like now we've come to this sad realization and we're seeing it unfold on TV and, you know, on social media and however the Ukrainians can get the word out that like that is not the case, you know, mm-hmm. to be fair, mm-hmm. though. And before we I, I, before I move up subjects, it's just uh, this is a clear sign that uh, total wars aren't possible anymore because everything's so yeah. interconnected worldwide. Um, I mean, look what happens mm-hmm. to Russia. They are their dollar a ruble is fucked beyond belief. They are going yep. broke. They they are in huge debt and they can't get any money. So I mean, which is a and good sign. And what sucks is it it is. But the, what sucks is then the people that suffer are the Russian people. Yeah. Which, yeah, which like does, yeah. does suck. That you see idea. that which a lot of the Russian people did it. not want this. Exactly. Yeah. They don't. They're not even in support of of what's happening right now. Like I actually yeah. have uh whatever. Well, one obviously like we were localization, so we have a lot of um like translators out out there yeah and so they've a lot of them have been posting on like their linkedins and and like one of our, our one of my coworkers, she's actually russian like from russia and and like even her like her status was updated and she's like you know i, I stand with ukraine you know and and mm-hmm. and we were talking about it um like the first day that the the airstrike started i happened to hop on the phone with her and I was like, I just like, oh, hey, how are you? You know, like you just the usual way you start a conversation. And she just like gave this like really heavy sigh. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's a hard day to be Russian. Yeah. And then I, I and then and I like I was in work mode, so I wasn't even like thinking about that. And then I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I was like, yeah, this is this is a, it's very dark right now. You know, like it's it's upsetting mm-hmm. and. And yeah, I mean, from what I've seen, it doesn't really seem like the Russian citizens are for this. You oh know? no, they're protesting yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's literally it's for one man's fucking ego. Yeah, like Russians who are protesting are then being swept off the streets yep. and being yep. go- put God knows where, getting God knows what done to them. Like my friend's boyfriend, I met up with them today for a drink and we were talking and he was telling me that he saw this news article that like, he said something it was something around like 4,000 Russian troops like just like a contingent of Russian troops that are all kids like they were fucking kids Mm -hmm. that all just basically like they got into Ukraine or they were somewhere in Ukraine and like I guess came up against the army or something like that and just all of them just like threw their arms down or something Mm -hmm. that's crazy because like that's the thing it's like you are sending these kids to to do your bidding this isn't there this exactly like this they wanted nothing to do with this. There, yeah. There's no ground for you to stand on, you know? And it's literally what you just, you said earlier, Alex. It, this is all literally happening because of one man's ego. That's mm-hmm. it. That's all it is. Yeah, who has yeah, delusions it's... of grandeur, who thinks that they are owed the world, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're not. None of it belongs to him. None of it is for him. None of it is for that country, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I did see that like apparently Israel had like chimed in, which I was like, 
Maybe you should not. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, um, Let's take a step back maybe and... stay out of this one. <laughs> maybe this is one where you, you kind of you take a step back. And Have you seen the meme where it's the maybe, guy? Maybe this one isn't the time. It's the meme of the guy walking out of, I think it's like like the bookstore and he like sees a girl passing and then this other guy like stops him like, no, 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 bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of like, I, I just, I don't know that this is the right temperature for you <laughs> right now read the room read <laughs> you might have to be room. in a in, in silent support at, at this at this point in time <laughs> yeah no it's it's but, definitely uh, it's wild wild times yeah. and if you haven't sussed it out by this conversation obviously the three of us stand with ukraine like i said we will share resources to places that you can donate, things that you can do. The biggest thing that you can do at this point is do not help spread misinformation. Mm-hmm. That is the absolute biggest thing because tro- internet trolls are everywhere. I mean, you saw it almost immediately of like sharing videos and claiming they were live and they were videos from like not even from the Ukraine or like it just, yeah. So the world sucks, but somehow we're going to get through it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh. Well, do y'all do anything else this weekend? <laughs> you know, have an existential crisis. <laughs> Michelle, I believe you you had a story for us, right? Anything, I anything did. a little bit lighter? Yeah, I, I have anything to, to you know lighten the tension. <laughs> I do, I do. I know. I'm like, after all, you guys know that we can never be too serious. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I actually had a really, really fun, interesting night last night. I went out with a couple of friends of mine. One of my friends got ridiculously plastered, which is fine. You know, like everybody has their day and it was her. It was her turn to, to you know, go all out. But the funny the funny story kicks in at the end of the night, right? So the, the club... The, the club is closed. Everybody's outside. And, of course, like, the hot dog ladies out there, and we're like, we got to get some hot dogs. We got to get those L.A. dogs, right? And so um, we're, wait, we're trying to get the, the hot dogs. We're waiting in line. And this guy approaches us, which is fine. Whatever. That's normal, right? Like, he came over to us, and he's like, hey. And we're like, oh, hi, you know. And he's like, I'm such and such. And then I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, he's like, what's your name? I'm like, oh, Michelle. And my friend's like, oh, Gabby, right? And he's like, nice to meet you. Extends the hand, right? I'm assuming, like, we're going for a handshake. And this bro kissed my hand and Gabby's. <laughs> and I immediately, like, pulled mine back. And I was like, huh? And he was like, oh, I'm I'm a bit of a gentleman. He was like, don't worry, though. He's like, I'm a nice guy. <laughs> Oh my god. Abort. Abort. Let's leave. Abort. Red flag. Red flag. Get out. Well, like it gets even better though, actually. Okay, so this is how it starts. And immediately I'm just like, this guy's a fucking creep. So like you don't say that, right? Like you don't you if you're a nice person, if you're a nice guy, other people will describe you as a nice guy. Right? Yeah. Like so you like, don't self describe yourself. Exactly. Or so you don't self-identify. Parker, sorry. Exactly. Like if I'm talking about Parker, I'm like, oh yeah, Parker's super cool, like really nice guy, right? And that's. But if Parker goes around saying, <laughs> the Parker does I'm not a nice say guy, this. I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Par- <laughs> Parker goes around yeah. saying that he's an asshole. That's what I do. 
Also, yeah. So, also, like, I don't know. I don't know a situation ever, ever where I would go up to a girl and like just be like, "Madam," and then kiss her hand. Like, that's way. it's weird as fuck. Like, like what in is the year twenty twenty? Like, are you gonna bow? Like COVID? <laughs> I know. I was like, excuse me. Ew. <laughs> I don't know where you've been. <laughs> it was so disturbing, but it gets better. So eventually, like. You know, like, I am ignoring him, and, like, my friend's a little drunker. By a little, I mean, like, she's, like, drunk, drunk, (laughs) right? So she's being friendly. So she's like, hey, right? And so now I'm talking to my friend, and we're just kind of, like, keeping an eye on her. And then eventually, like, I notice the guy leaves. Like, the guy walks away. Cool. Whatever. He's gone. But then, like, fast forward... It was just an eventful, like, last 30 minutes. <laughs> Fast forward, and another, like, 10 minutes, and the guy comes back around. And then he, he's, like, talking to her. And he's trying to, like, or he's trying to get, like, her contact info. And she, she like, straight up says, like, I'm not going to give you my phone number. And then, mm-hmm. or no, she was, like, I think she was, like, really drunk. And she's, like, I don't know or something like that like I don't remember what it was and then the guy was like he was like well like can you give me her number or can I get your number and then I can like reach out to her and I was like no I was like if she <laughs> wants tried to and pull I told a two him, for one yeah, yeah. And, I, and I and you guys know me like I I when I get annoyed with men it is very like it's obvious for sure obvious yeah yeah, yeah. and I turn to him and I'm like no she's an adult and if she wants to give you her contact information, then she will give you her contact information. If she chooses mm-hmm. not to, because she's intoxicated and can't remember her contact information, then too bad. You missed out, bro. It's like, like you're not going to go around yeah. and try to figure out a way to get her contact information against, like, her will. Yeah. You know, like, if mm-hmm. she wants you to have her contact info, you will get her contact info. Exactly. And so whatever. Yeah. And, and so I kind of like gave him this little speech, whatever. Fast forward another couple minutes. He leaves right again and then comes back again. And so then, oh God. yes, at this point, <laughs> I like my friend finally my like got annoyed. My friend like <laughs> finally got annoyed. I know. Right. And she's like, oh my God, like, can you go away? And he was like, what? And she's like, you're being a perv. And that's, that's what she said. And he, like, flipped. He was like, you don't know me. Like, why are you, why would you call me a pervert? Like, you don't, like, flipped, right? And then she's intoxicated, mm-hmm. so it makes her, like, blow the fuck up. And he's like, you don't know who I am. And she's like, she's like you ain't shit. <laughs> Which was oh, a perfect God. response, right? But, like, at yeah. this point, like, like, she's intoxicated. We're trying to get her into the vehicle. The motherfucker is like walking next to us, like instigating, right? So then I snap because then she's like belligerent at this point and she's frustrated, right? So then she's like going off on him yeah. and we're like, hey, just get in the car, like let it be, right? But the guy's like standing there kind of poking the bear, right? Just like being mm-hmm. an asshole. So then I turned and I snap at the guy and I was like, dude, what the fuck is your problem? Like you see she's drunk. She doesn't want to talk to you. Walk away. Like, why are you sitting there fucking instigating the situation? Walk away. Like, walk the fuck away. And, like, I snapped. And then finally, finally, he, like, left. But, like, 
Nice guy, huh? Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, the nicest. Super, super just, nice. You guys just didn't understand how nice he was being to you and escorting you to your car. <laughs> he was making sure you could appreciate his niceness and yes. how he's not like other guys. Yeah. yeah, seriously. And it's just insulting that you would call him a perv when he's just being a good guy. A nice guy. Yeah, a nice you guy. Know? My bad for not understanding him. <laughs> yeah. You put yourself so in that, that situation, was, Michelle. It was because what you, were, what you guys you were that. wearing. Obviously. <laughs> how dare you not appreciate this man's efforts? This nice man that kissed my hand without this nice my permission. Man, yeah. <laughs> even, even, even pre-COVID, that's not okay. This is not okay. No. no. That's creepy as fuck. Don't ever do that. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was the, the adventure. And as soon as it, like, as soon as he was like, I'm a nice guy or don't worry. I'm a nice guy. I was like, Oh my God, I need to talk about this on the podcast because like every red flag alert went off in my brain. And then it was right because the guy was like a fucking creep. Luckily, like we also had a guy with us and, and you know, like he was also kind of like keeping his distance because he did see that we were with another guy. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, but, but he was ready to jump in if needed. Dude, I don't understand. Oh my God. I don't understand how some guys can be so creepy like that. Like, get a hint. Get a hint. It's, 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 like, who, who I, raised I, you? I get it sometimes. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'm a little dense. So if, like, say if somebody, like, really liked me, I probably would not take the hint that I get. But I also am never dense enough to where it's like, she doesn't like me. I'm going to keep trying. Like, that's not a thing. Like, yeah, you, Exactly. Yeah. The one's more obvious than the other. And if a girl straight up tells you, go away. You go away. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> like, why yeah, are you? Not like, like, okay, well, maybe if I approach her in 10 minutes, she'll change her mind. Like, <laughs> no. Exactly. I had the wrong lighting. Maybe the, when she moved, right, I'll have right? better lighting. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. So, <laughs> speaking of lighting, this is a very, very funny tangent. At least it's funny to me. So, actually... This is like the inverse of this situation. So this past weekend, a friend of mine was in town uh, who I was friends with in college. And like he joined the military after he graduated. He lived in Europe for a while, but, you know, traveled all over the world. Now he's like here in Texas. um, So he's like starting to hang out with like all the old friends. Right. So we went to lunch. Poor guy. (laughs) Got his back window like. Oh, no. Like, knocked out, and they stole his back. And, like, we're not in, like, a shady area or anything like that. Like, it was raining. It was cold. Like, we were at a nice restaurant. Like, so that happened. That was super shitty. Um, So then we were all, like, he – I had to go to practice, and then I had an appointment. So we ended up meeting up after I was done with all of that, and we were just, like, chilling at the house. And we were just, like, catching up and everything. And so he was talking. He was like, man, now I like just I fucking love HGTV. Because <laughs> oh. we were talking about how like we were talking about how like I rent the house and this is and that and like how I changed like the ceiling fan in my office or I changed the lighting fixture in my office to a ceiling fan because before it was a dome light. And he was like, you know, like I, if I were renting out a house, like I would be fine with that because it's adding value and this is and that. And he was like, no, HGTV is my shit, blah, blah. And he was like, like lighting. I've got really into lighting and then went into like this whole tirade about lighting. <laughs> 
and then started like looking at the lighting in my house and was like, like these light bulbs are good for this, but you need like X amount of lumens for that. And like this, this and that. And like, you need some daylight lights here. And I was like, uh, okay. I think you need to chill <laughs> off of the HGTV for a little bit. You know bit. what though? <laughs> I agree with him. And I do think that there could be some improvement on the lighting in your home. And I say this oh my God. because I'm always trying to find a place to do my makeup. When I'm at your I house, know. and he brought it up, is not right. <laughs> he brought it up because he had gone to the bathroom, and he was like, "You should change the lighting in your bathroom. Like, if you change it to like this kind of light, it would definitely be better." And I was like, oh, "I don't care." And then like that's kind of what set it off. And then what like really set him off was then I told him how like I don't use the light in the ceiling fan in the living room because it, it's it's a shitty light. Like, like it's a light you would see in like El Salvador. Like mm, it's a third world. That light. doesn't really light. <laughs> yeah, it show. doesn't really light. Yeah, it creates more shadows than it does everywhere else. Like y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, yeah. you like go home and like it's a light, quote unquote, but it's not anyway. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'm not sure what light bulb it uses. Like I'm not tall enough. Like I have the step ladder, but I'm not tall enough to um, what you call it, like change it. <clears throat> Yeah, to change it. And so, like, he got on the stepladder <laughs> and he was looking at it. And I was like, hey, by the way, while you're up there, do you mind, like, just dusting the the blades <laughs> on the fan? Because I can't reach those either. <laughs> hey, what a nice guy. What a nice guy. Exactly. See, and he was like, yeah, yeah. Nice like, guy. will you go get me? Yeah. He was immediately like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. No worries. It's like, will you go get me something to clean it off with? And so he, like. He was just so nice about it. I like, got him, like, the pack of, like, Lysol wipes because, like, that dust was thick. And, like, cleaned it all off. Like, it looks like a brand new fan. Like, it's white again. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we were joking around, and I was like, look, next time next time you come into town, we'll go to Home Depot. You can go. I'll buy all the lights you, I need to buy. Like, we'll, we'll try this out. <laughs> At this point, you should just, like, think of a honey-do list. You know what I mean? But, like, obviously, like, he's not the honey. But, like, you know, like, yeah. friend do list. Or I, that sounds yeah. wrong. That, that like... does sound very wrong. That does not sound correct. But you get my drift. I, you know, I, like, I, I know what you're saying, done but still. Around the home that you could possibly, yeah. like, use someone's assistance with. Yeah, you know? like, I'm an independent woman. I own a drill. I know how to operate said drill. However, I know that there are limitations to what I can do. <laughs> For example, the ceiling fan. I am not tall enough to reach it. <laughs> there, it's so funny speaking of like being an independent woman. And oh my God, there's been two, or, yeah, two instances that come to mind right now where I'm like, where I have literally been like, I don't need a man. And then life is like, ha, right? And then I'm like, God damn it, this is when a man would come in handy. <laughs> two instances. Occasionally, I struggle opening certain jars and I try all the tricks mm -hmm. in the book and like it's just really fucking difficult, right? But then there was this yeah. other time and I think I told you the story, Alex. I woke up and like my tire was flat. <laughs> so I needed oh, yeah. to put on the spare tire and I know how to change a tire. Like I, I was taught how to change a tire. The problem is the, the lug nuts were like ridiculously tight and I could not mm -hmm. get them off and i was literally like jumping on the fucking bar like my body was on the bar i'm jumping on it trying to move them and they're just not budging whatsoever and i was like you know what god 
this is a sick sense of humor like i see you you're humbling me i understand maybe maybe i do need a man (laughs) yeah thank you god for the sign i i i now know what i need to do tonight (laughs) you know so i always think i'm an independent woman until (laughs) until you want some pickles yeah yeah basically (laughs) until you need your pickle fix Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> Anywho. All right. Well, <sighs> I guess we've bullshitted around enough that we should probably get to like what the episode today is going to be about. <laughs> there probably will be more bullshit because it's us. But absolutely. You know. Anyway. So, topic three of us kind of thought of that was pretty timely for everything is, you know, they tell you focus on your career. Grow your skills, move up in the world, climb that corporate ladder. But be they an don't independent tell woman. You, <laughs> be an independent woman. Be an independent man. I guess that's kind of an independent man is an oxymoron because they've never not been independent, regardless. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no one tells you how much that climb then starts to affect every single aspect of your life, like every other aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like the more, the higher you get, the technically, yes, the more responsibility you have, but also the less you have to do, but also the more you have to do at the same time, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like, for example, it's a lot of nothing. <laughs> yeah, like you do nothing normally during the day, but then... For whatever reason, you have meetings all day outside all of your work day. hours. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Or like, I mean, a perfect example is like why we've struggled so hard, you know, to to have all three of us on an episode. You know, we mm-hmm. were all ridiculously busy. One, yes, personal lives, but like also our jobs. Like every single one of us got some type of like promotion within the last year. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah, because you did, yep. I did, and Parker, I believe you did too. Um, <clears throat> and it's just, it, and it's difficult to, like, come up with a schedule and, and that works for everyone, whether it's, like, you're, you know, actually working or you're just exhausted from the day yeah. and, you know, you don't want to talk. <laughs> you don't want to bullshit for an hour and a half on a podcast after like, mm-hmm. you know, 10 hours of being in meetings and, you know, working. Mm-hmm. It's it's rough, guys. It's rough out here. Yeah. Because it's, it's not even that. It's also then, too, it's like after your brain is fried because, like Parker said, all of a sudden you're in meetings that probably should have been an email that then mm-hmm. take away from like the time that you do need to get the things done that you do actually have to get done and then at the end of the day you're like crap well now i still need to go to the gym or i need to do laundry Mm -hmm. or i need to cook dinner i need to go to the grocery store or i was gonna go like meet some friends for a happy hour or something or like catch up and then you're just like i can't and then all of a sudden you look up and two weeks have gone by and you're like shit when was the last time i actually did anything for myself (laughs) yeah yeah it's, in, it's so funny that we're talking about this because I think a couple of days ago, I, I want to say on Friday, actually, uh, for reference, it's Sunday. <laughs> I know we post mm-hmm. these on random days. Um, but anyhow, uh, I posted this on my Instagram and it said, 
something along the lines of like I don't know how people with kids do it because I have zero kids and zero you know of those type of responsibilities and I'm exhausted 24 7 so I can't even imagine like having the responsibility of actually having kids because you don't get to turn you don't get to turn off from being mom or dad (laughs) like you know put myself on mute You know, yeah. like you don't get to just like shut your computer, lock your door and like take yeah. a nap in the middle of the day. <laughs> the kid's like crying. I don't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put my headphones on. Oh, there we go. Noise is gone. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, you know, could you we could we reschedule this whole tantrum? Right now is just not really good for me. I have a meeting in like five minutes. Like I actually remember. I So I used to nanny briefly at some point in life. And like these little kids that I take care of, they're so much fun. But anywho, their mom um, was a high exec, like, for a studio, right? Um, And I remember there was one weekend Mm. where it was around, like, the Cannes uh, Film Festival. So they had flown her out literally just for the premiere of, like, some film, right? And then, like, landed, did the events that she needed to, hopped on a plane and came back and, like, landed and then went straight to the office on them. Like, it was Monday, right? Like, left on a Friday, Back on a Monday, something like that, right? Something crazy. And worked a full day. And then I picked up the kids after school and I, you know, like made them their dinner and whatnot. And then she finally came home from the office and like comes with like her luggage and everything. Because like I said, when she landed, she went straight to the office to work a full day after France, like coming from France, right? And Mm -hmm. then comes home and you could see the exhaustion in like you like that she looked so tired and so beat but the kids hadn't seen her in a few days because she'd gone out of town yeah and they Mm -hmm. see her and they are like obviously happy to see their mom and they're like mama and they're like yelling and then they start fighting with each other and then they're being you know and it's like and you could just see it she's like like kids like not now right but like like holy shit like you don't get a break from that yeah Mm-mm. You know, it's especially constant. like when you yeah. have like a very, uh, com- I don't, I guess commanding job or no, demanding, 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 demanding. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I need a nap, guys. <laughs> I need a nap. <laughs> commanding. I was like, wait, that's not right. Um, when you have a very demanding job, you know, like, yeah. Like, how do you balance that? Like, what is, what is work-life balance? <laughs> yeah. Like, they talk about it all the time, and I feel like dozens or hundreds or thousands of songs and movies and shows have been, like, talk about it, like, the work-life balance, like, can you have it all? And at first, I thought it was just like, okay, that's just, like, cheesy bullshit. Now I get it. (laughs) Now you're brought down by the The man is trying to keep you guys down. The man is trying to keep me down, like... (laughs) Because it's one of those things that, like, some days, like, I remember when I was visiting um, Houston for my mom's birthday, like, there was a day where I was just absolutely fried by the end of it. And it was, mm. like, my my manager and I had to, like, come up with some kind of report for our sales team because the person who did do it before wasn't at our company anymore and nobody had been had backfilled her position yet and so now we're having to like scramble and like patchwork together this like revenue report and 
trying to figure this out and where this goes and like where we're going to be pulling this is this a mode accurate like i just ugh. and by the end of it i literally i like shut my computer and i just like laid face down on my bed mm-hmm. <laughs> my mom came to check on me and she was like are you done and i was like i don't care if i'm not i am done <laughs> you know and and i can imagine like it's probably even worse for you because like i get exhausted and i mean we've had this conversation like I'm a very extroverted person and my my job is client services so I'm dealing with like clients and like internal departments like 20 like my job is literally communication 24/7 right but yeah. I'm an extroverted person so for the most part like it is an environment that I thrive in and doesn't take it's much not effort as taxing but even for you to talk yeah, to people but right but even though I am an extroverted person and I love chatting and being in constant communication and i've told alex before there are some days where i just like i'm done like i i'm Mm -hmm. like my brain is fried and i like want nothing to do with it so like i can imagine that like for you guys who are definitely more introverted than i am oh yeah i can only imagine that that toll is like just ridiculously heavier than what i feel to be fair for me time for me it's not so much dealing dealing people is that i have a short fuse with people so Ah, if mm. i have one bad interaction it's just like oh today's a wash fuck this place we're out (laughs) 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 that's how it does for me i'm done and sometimes it's like the very yeah it's the very first conversation i have in the day and at that point i'm like yeah i don't really feel like working today like it sets it sets the tone for the rest of the day yep Gotcha. Yeah. And mine is just, it's my day gets so disjointed with meetings because like some days my meet my days start with meetings Mm -hmm. and it's one of those that like I have two meetings back to back and then I have like an awkward like hour and a half gap of time until my next meeting. And then I'm in like a 30 minute meeting and then I only have like a 45 minute gap and then I have like an hour meeting. Mm -hmm. So I have all of these like disjointed meetings throughout the day where I have to like put on my manager hat and be in those meetings and then I have to go back and do like my core work your actual and it's like job. having to re- yeah. yeah my actual job <laughs> I mean not that yeah. the meetings aren't part of my job but like my actual like yeah like, like the work that needs to get like done. primary function yeah right. my primary function my main responsibility and it's so hard to switch those gears of like having to like be in the headspace to be on in the mm-hmm. meeting and participate and like be on zoom and be on camera and then having to like switch that off go like be able to like focus in again have to email people like get to you know get all that stuff done and then have to turn it back on for my next meeting because that's the thing is like I can't leave it on all day like I when when I was working at my last job like that was it It was like meeting after meeting and being on all day and I would get home and I was just boom I was sick of my own voice yeah yeah I was sick of the sound of my own voice I was sick of talking to people like it sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. my, my I will say this. One, my favorite one is when, like, you have an uh, upper management person. They're like, well, can't you, like, do some work in the middle of a meeting? Like, you know, maybe if it's no. a boring meeting. It's like, then why the fuck am I in the meeting? Like, exactly. If, if you I'm want me to work during this meeting, meeting, then why am I here? Then I'm going to leave. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I have the tendency of actually working during meetings. <laughs> And it's a horrible tendency, but like, I mean, I, I feel like. I, but if you don't, I've, then when I've else? shown you, I've shown you guys pictures of what my inbox 
can look like if I don't take care of it, right? Like, I was, yeah. when I went to Puerto Rico, <laughs> I came back to over 5,000 emails. And I was gone yeah. for, like, what, four days? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think it was, like, days, like, it was, like, a little, it was almost, it was six something. It was, like, 6,000 and something emails. Like, it was ridiculous. So I have to you know stay on top of it so i'll be in meetings and i'm like going through my emails and trying to see like what pertains to me and whatnot and then like in the meeting they'll talk to me and i'm completely zoned out because i'm working (laughs) and Mm -hmm. then and then i'm like and then i hear like an awkward pause and then somebody will usually be like uh is michelle on and then i'm like oh hey (laughs) i'm like what was the question and then everybody laughs because we all do it (laughs) you know yeah like we're all well because at the same time yeah, because at the same time that we're on this meeting together, this call together, they're seeing emails coming out from me, like, during the meeting, right? So, like, yeah. everybody knows that we're working while we're in these meetings, which is, like, ugh. No, but what I was going to say, Alex, the one thing I will say that I am ridiculously grateful for with our company, and I would quit if <laughs> if, that, if I couldn't do We don't do video calls. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We do. If I Mm -hmm. had to hop on camera, I would quit tomorrow. (laughs) I'm not doing it. Yeah. (laughs) Michelle, so when I went to California and I was working from there for the week, Michelle was like, why do you have so many meetings and why is every single one of them on camera? And I was like, that's just how it is. (laughs) Because they're also small meetings. Like. The ones that I'm on camera for, it's like a meeting of like three or four people, you know? And so it's just, I don't know, it feels kind of like courtesy to have your camera on. But I always have mine off. If it's like a big one, like more than like 30, 40 people, I absolutely have my camera off. I'm like, yeah, no, like you don't at, need to see me for this. At the beginning of the pandemic, I know that um, <laughs> the PMs, we would have a call like with our, our like higher ups once a week. And like a check-in, a check-in with the PMs to kind of like see how everything was going, especially like early pandemic days, right? And at first, like it was required to have your camera on. Mm-hmm. And then one day, <laughs> I, like, I feel like I started a revolution because one day I just chose not to turn my camera on. Like I just didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't. And then like, like the nope, following week, and then the following week, it was me and like another person. <laughs> like little by little, like... <laughs> No one, like, everyone just stopped turning their camera on. Like, yeah. see, see I, I'm not on camera, not because, like, if they required it, I, I would quit. It would be because uh, if they required it, I'd probably be fired. Because uh, <laughs> I'm, whenever all these meetings start, it's, like, usually, the like, gym. 8 to 10. Yep, I'm at the gym. <laughs> so I, Like, I would, I, I remember when I used to go to the gym with you in the mornings, I'd be, like, talking to you. Or like you would like say like random things and then I'm like, are you are you in a meeting right now? As he's like bench pressing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm, and there's like get low by Lil John blasting in the background. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, I make it. N- he's like, ah, oh, yeah, we can get that <laughs> done by <Ugh>. Friday. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. That's exactly what what happens. Uh, I, so I, I make funny. it very obvious when I'm like that I'm not at home like I'm mm-hmm. at the gym like everyone knows if it's before 11 I'm at the gym like it that is 
never going to change. I don't care who you are yeah. in the meeting. Uh, unless it's like with a client, that's different. It's a client meeting. Yeah. I'm not like it's not yeah. in, your, in your company. If it's in the company, yeah. I'm you're you're crazy if you think that I'm about to not go to the gym cuz you think you're more important than my yeah. gym time. <laughs> crazy. Priorities. <laughs> That's my work-life balance. Yeah, no. That, uh, yeah, I mean. I mean, but, but you know, but that's like, good, you though, to... because you're drawing those boundaries. Oh, you yeah. You know, like, yeah. you let them know. Like, I feel like, I feel like overall, I, I think I do have a really good work-life balance. I go through phases where, obviously, like, there's an uptick in, in content, and then I get, like, super swamped, and I'm working very late for a couple of weeks, and... But it's not all year round. It doesn't right. tend to be mm-hmm. the entire year. And also, yeah. you know, like on days when I can end early, like I'll end early, right? Or, you know, like I, I feel like I do make an active effort to actually hang out with friends and go to happy hours and, and do brunch on the weekends and try to, you know, yeah. have a life outside of work because it's so easy to get consumed. Like if I yep. wanted to work every single day of the week i could because the work is there yep like i could be working right now like i have plenty to do but you you have to draw those lines like you 100 percent have to draw those lines you know yeah i think for sure i think like when i was a grunt in the workforce like i did definitely do that where it's like well i have some free time right now i might as well put in an extra 10 hours today to try to like keep up with everybody but now like now that I'm definitely in a higher position, I definitely draw my boundaries better. Like I go, I, I, I'm always in the morning at the gym. Like I said before, like I, I'm not, I'm never not there, um, because of a meeting, because if I did, then I would never have time to go to the gym because I have meetings in the morning. I have meetings at night. I have meetings in the middle of the day. It would be impossible. So from there, like from that point, it's just like, okay, I'm going to make this time my time. 100%. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, like I only work in my hours unless I personally am falling behind. Um, yeah, because if otherwise, like, yeah, there's always work, there will always be work. And exactly. if I, if mm-hmm. you don't turn it there's off, there's always then, something to do. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna burn yourself out, and then yeah. you end yeah. up burning yourself out. You start your work starts to get shittier, and then you know, you lose your job because I mean, you're yeah. replaceable, everyone's replaceable, exactly. Yep. Everyone is replaceable, yep. yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's I keep my boundary. That... <clears throat> oh, shit. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that's something that I, especially in our industry, um, I feel like I learned pretty early on. Like I said, you know, we go through through phases where. Sorry, guys. I'm yawning. Oh, my God. <laughs> sorry. sorry to bore you. Just kidding. Right? Guys, sorry, we're not exciting night, enough okay. for you. <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> um, anywho. Yeah, I mean, like I I was saying, we go through phases where I am ridiculously swamped, but it doesn't last forever. Um, It's just, you know, when you have, you're you're reaching a deadline. But anyhow, someone told me very, very early on, I want to say within like the first two weeks that I started with this this company, um, someone that had been with the company for one of the acquired companies, right, uh, for a bit, he told me, he's like, you know, He's like, try not to stress so much about it. He's like, I feel like a lot of, a lot of people get really stressed. He's like, but 
He's like, we're just making movies. <laughs> He's like, we're not carrying mm-hmm. cancer. This isn't life or death. Like, we're literally just making movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which now I'm like, okay, we'll say that to the mouse. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's gonna I have come to say that to like my team. Yeah, the mouse yeah. owns everything. <laughs> yeah. No, I make um, sure that but, I, and I started this with my old job when I was remote, where I was like, okay, my day will start at X time and my day will end at this time. And that's it. And like, I keep that even now. It's like, I will, if you slack me between the hours of 830 in the morning to 530 in the afternoon, I will answer. I will work. You will get your answer. It will not be right away, but you will, I will work. Like, I will get that done after or before that. Absolutely not. I will not look at your email. I will not acknowledge your request. Anything that comes in after 530 is nothing that cannot wait until the next day. Yeah. Unfortunately, I do not have those boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, I, I, I feel like in our industry, it's slightly different. Like, yeah. I mean, and it is easier for us because at least in my position where, you know, we're dealing with the media that we're launching, like certain things have dropped dead times. So like email drop dead time is about like 415. Mm. whatever is in that email after 415 that is the email that will be going out the next day come hell or high water yeah yeah like that makes sense app homepage. that okay more flexible because that can manually be changed but that can even be changed day of that can be changed while that placement is running that is something that we have control over but there are certain things that like you know if somebody puts in a case and they're like hey i need this i need that and it's like okay well you're requesting this with this kind of discount with this kind of thing Finance has to approve this. One of the directors has to look at it. Finance barely looks at stuff during work hours. <laughs> so they're definitely not going to look at anything at like 6 p.m. So you're better off just waiting until the morning. Mm-hmm. Like it is nice that they're, that we do have some like hard stops like that of like, okay, regardless of how urgently you want this done, it's not just me. It does require other people to get it done. And mm-hmm. I cannot guarantee that they will do the same thing for you. Yeah. So unless... You have corralled every single person to say, hey, so-and-so, be ready for this. All right, cool. They're ready for you. You do this. You execute that. Everybody knows what's coming. Go. Like, unless you have coordinated that, like like I said, it is nothing that cannot wait until the next morning. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, unfortunately, in our industry, like, we don't, we don't have that luxury. We're kind of... Yeah. Kind of always on call yeah I I think you learn how to gauge like what actually is an emergency and what isn't though I think that's Mm -hmm. like a big big, a big part of the job but I mean one time we were at Halloween Horror Nights Parker oh (laughs) yeah we were at Halloween Horror Nights we're like drunk couple shots in like several drinks in right and like we're in line and I get an email from like one of our QC techs at some point like asking some questions like and I like call her hop on the phone and then she's got a question I can't answer but I happen to have Parker next to me and he can answer it and I'm like Parker like here like they need to talk to you about this project blah 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 you know and we're literally like Mm -hmm. at a theme park (laughs) (laughs) yeah getting just fucking wasted Getting wasted. Like, I am not <laughs> sober. I should not be answering these questions, but, like, all right. But we're, like, I guess I on the now. phone, like, also handling this situation. And, like, and I know it's extreme, but I think, I think 
that's also why I'm really, really good friends with, I think why we're really good friends with a lot of people in our industry, though, because, like, we also kind of understand yeah, that about one another because we're in the same industry. Like, I've literally been at a bar with coworkers and friends, like, in the industry, and, like, someone has had to pull out their laptop and start working at a bar, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because, like, some, like... Yeah. Ah, some fire was like going down and you know it needed to get handled and they were the only people that could do it yeah well and the other thing too is like in y'all's industry you deal with so many different countries and territories that work on different times exactly so like technically there is never not a time that things are not being done because there are there's other countries and other time zones that you know are opposite of y'all's so yeah and for us somewhere Mm-hmm. Exactly. And like for us, for what we do specifically for us, it is all based out of central standard time. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I, is lucky. So that's why every time you're like, hey, are you sure you don't want to come work here? I'm like, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, you know, I, I do think like eventually, you know, you get the hang of like what like what is an actual emergency you know what needs to get handled and what is tomorrow's problem like I you know somebody flagged something to me on Friday and they had these questions and I didn't quite have the answer and then the person that does have the answer was out of office and I asked this person I was like is this urgent like does this absolutely need to get figured out today she's like "Mm, no we have some time I was like then it's Monday's problem yeah (laughs) you know like we'll figure it out on Monday you know like let's not worry about it (laughs) whenever someone like sends me a request like hey this is like we need this fixed I go when is the shipping and they'll be like Mm -hmm. in in a week and a half and I go all right I'll look at it in a week (laughs) just remind me if I forget (laughs) not an emergency Yeah, so I feel like that's part of, like, figuring out the work-life balance. But, no, I do agree. Like, the the higher up you go, and especially with salary The less luxury you have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're you're kind of, like, expected to do more. And obviously, like, Mm -hmm. you you do have more responsibilities. But, like, you also need to take care of yourself, you know? And I feel like if you have good management, though, they'll understand. Like, for example, oh, yeah, my for boss, sure. my boss is very big on, like, not trying to not overload everyone. Like I said, we have moments mm-hmm. where, like, everybody is swamped and drowning. But, like, she's like, I don't want everyone working until 10 p.m. every single day. Like, that's not okay. You know, that's yeah. that's not what we do. You know, she's like, I want everyone to be able to log off at a decent hour and, like, go have a drink, <laughs> you know? And, mm-hmm. and. But, like, that's that's good management. Not yeah. all managers are like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, so, I, I definitely yeah. agree with you on that. Is If you have, even as you are climbing up, if the people above you also are still looking out for your best interests, then it does make things a lot easier. Because mm-hmm. then you have the ability to say, hey, I can't. Like, yes. I just, I don't have time. Like, mm-hmm. I have way too much on my plate right now. I do not have time. I, I will not be able to get this done either at all or by the time that you need it. Yeah. You know? I, I, but I, I, you, okay also, you also, 
I think that's good. You also have to, to take to it learn. upon yourself, though, to speak up mm-hmm. and actually make those yeah. comments because a lot of and I see this happen a lot. Like I, for one, am very vocal whenever I have a million and one things to do. And then for whatever reason, like something else, they want to add something else to my plate. I am very vocal about whether or not I have the bandwidth to handle it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be like, well, I can do this, but it's not going to get done until this date because I have this, 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 and this that all take priority over that, right? And, and yeah. I'm very open about that. But a lot of people do struggle to speak up because, you know, you're kind of, it almost you know, it feels like you're on a chopping block at all times, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like society in general kind of like makes us feel like when you're an employee, like you have to do everything that your employer says. And and kind of, you know, and especially like when you're young and starting out in your career, I feel like like you you do think that, you know, like, oh shit, like mm-hmm. I want to progress in my career. I have to do everything. I can't complain. Mm-hmm. I need to do this, you know? And like, and unfortunately, if you start out like that, like it's gonna get harder and harder for you to speak up on that when you get older and then get yep. more responsibility added to your plate, you yeah. know? So then that creates like a crazy imbalance. And then you're gonna yep. be miserable. And I say it because I know a lot of people that are miserable in their current positions because they're overworked. But they don't they also never speak up, you mm-hmm. know, and and here's the thing. At the end of the day, a business is a business and a business is going to try to get out, get as much out of you as they possibly can. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, for sure. Yeah. Like if you don't say no and you're constantly a yes man, like they're going to keep pushing it. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you stand your ground and you have a good manager, then they'll be like, OK, cool. I get it. You know, and then they'll you know, delegate and figure it out. But, but you also have that responsibility your, it, yourself to be your own advocate for what mm-hmm. you can actually handle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, Parker? No, no, I, I completely forgot. I mean, <laughs> I mean, kind of, kind of to that effect. Talkie like, McGee over here went on too long. I, at least, <laughs> Sorry. at least, at least from like, from what I've noticed is that like it's easier to to have a more balanced work life when you're uh like an hourly person because i mean you get paid by hour if you're giving extra work for no pay you're fucking dumb don't do that yeah don't Don't ever fucking do that like don't ever do that the the, the company's not paying you don't do it yeah Mm -mm. um but for salary like for salary said that weird uh for salary like that, I'm glad I, I'm not the only one struggling. Yeah, today. I, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're we're all tired people. But anyways, English is right. not our first language. <laughs> English You're is not hard. wrong there. You're not wrong there. It's yeah. none of our first language. Spanish language. was yeah. all of our first languages. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think once you anyway. become salary, it's a little bit harder to turn off because at that point it's like, well, we're gonna pay you over like what you would normally make as a salaried person so we expect you we kind of expect you to put in more work than we would yeah an hourly person and i think that yeah when you have that kind of not so much stigma but what's the word i'm looking for kind of that belief um you you get people that are like well if i don't put in 80 90 hours this week then the company is not gonna you know there's going to be no reason for them, them to keep me or put me on salary and that's that's not a right way to think about it. I think I think yeah. the other way would be they're paying you extra not because they want you to put in more work but because your work is more valuable 
And so you shouldn't change mm-hmm. the way you work just mm-hmm. because of that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's been interesting because, like, obviously, like, you you guys are aware, I switched to a different department last year. And the everybody – I had it very chill in the previous department that I was in. Mm-hmm. Like, very mm-hmm. chill. And I went into one of the most chaotic branches of our industry. And everybody was like, are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> like, literally everybody. <laughs> and even now, everybody's like, so how are you doing? Like, are you good? Like, do you still... Which I, I thrive in chaos. So I'm loving it because I hate being bored, right? Which is what where I was at in the previous yeah. department. But anyhow... Um, I've gotten that question a lot, though, where it's where someone from the previous department that I was in asked me, they're like, hey, like, you seem to be doing well. Like, I'm like, you seem to, like, still have a life. And I see that you're, like, doing happy hour and, like, having dinners during the week and, like, you know, doing things on weekends and, like, taking vacation, you know. And they're like, how are you, like balancing that out because like this person like had a brief stint in that department and like had no life and Mm -hmm. i was just like i I don't know just setting your boundaries i guess like yeah you know like Mm -hmm. you have to set those boundaries you have to be really good at time management you you know like you have to make it a priority you know you have to make yourself a priority i i think Mm -hmm. i think you have to not be afraid to be reprimanded for caring for yourself. Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you yeah. should care more about yourself than any company. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Um, because, I mean, if anything yeah. happens to you, then you can't work. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you can't work, you can't live your life. So you got to make sure that you're yeah. keeping up to your pace to yourself and don't push yourself too hard. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, no one knows what's going on in your head and your mind and your body other than you so Mm -hmm. only you can advocate for yourself to say hey right now I can't and the thing is like saying no or saying like this is overwhelming or I just can't do this right now does not mean that it's a failure at your job or at your role it just means that there's not enough hours in the day (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know like I've one of my like one of the girls on my team like you know I our partnership is more of like a, a mentorship partnership and that was a conversation that we had to have. Like, work, you know, I saw that she was pulling overtime. My director asked me about it. Was like, hey, you know, can you talk to her? Figure out what's going on. So I was like, hey, it's January. <laughs> Why are you pulling overtime in January? You know, like you're not in trouble, but like I am concerned because January is one of our slowest times of the year. I, I can't even imagine what it's going to look like in Q4, which is our busiest time of the year, if you're pulling overtime now. You know. And Mm -hmm. so we were just talking through it and I was just like, look, like you don't need to get everything done right away. As soon as people ask you, we have our SLAs, we have our, our due date times. We have our, we have strict or not, they're not strict, but like we have explicit work times of like, from when you submit a case at whatever status, we have X amount of time to get that done. And if you don't submit things correctly the first time that clock starts over. So that Clark mm-hmm. really doesn't even start until you get everything correctly. And even then, we still have to, like, wait on other people sometimes. And so I was like, half of your day is spent doing, you know, this part of your job. There's, like, because I was like, look at it. You have eight hours in a day, right? Eight hours in a day, say you take 30 minutes for lunch, seven and a half hours, right? First half of your day, 
dedicate maybe three and a half, four hours to that, right? Sending out client emails, answering emails, making sure that all of your media set, assets, all like all that stuff, right? That's like time intensive. <sighs> Say you have lunch and then you have the rest of your day. Then you're looking at what, three hours? And if you have a case, depending on how big that case is, small or little, that can range anywhere between like a 15 to 20 minute for like something super, super quick that is only like a couple of placements gets automatically approved, like bam, you're done to something that might be like, I don't know, like we're looking at like an $80,000 spend that is going to take more time. So realistically, you can only really get to like two, two, three, maybe four cases, depending on what they are, a day. When somebody is submitting like an excessive amount, that doesn't mean you have to get them all done in a day because realistically, you can't. Like you've already run out the clock. You've already run out the budget of your work time. So then you just have to do it the next day, which is why we have those times. You know, like if you submit a case at this status, we have X amount of days to do that. Like there's processes in place to protect you so that you don't feel like you have to do it. And I was like, and that's not saying that you're bad at your job. That's just the reality of the situation. You work eight hours a day. We're not going to ask you to work more than that. You know, I'm not trying to have a sweatshop here. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I was like, I don't want us to get to September, October going into the busiest part of the year and you are burnt out and done because you've killed yourself early on in the year trying to get everything done, you know? Yeah. I will say this, though. Um, and this is going to be me being just me. A lot of people struggle with time management. Oh, for sure. Time in the workplace. Yeah. I've noticed like people in similar positions to mine that have a similar workload. Like I'll be done at a decent hour and they mm-hmm. will work until like 10, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. You know, and I'm getting the same amount of work done in less hours. And, then, mm-hmm. and for me, I'm like, well, what are you doing that yeah. is causing you? Because that's also on you, you know, like, mm-hmm. like how, like what is your ta- time management like? Like yeah. maybe take that into account, you know, like are you focusing your energy on the wrong things? Like, you know, <laughs> like it, it, and I feel like a lot of people really do need to, to figure that out and work on it. And that, that's my mm-hmm. advice <laughs> to a lot yeah. of people. And it'll help in the long run, once again, like efficiency. You want efficiency. You want to get the work done in a timely manner. But like you, like you don't want to be glued to your desk until 11 o'clock at night on a regular basis when mm-hmm. you should have been done at 6 or at 7, you know? Yeah. Like there's no reason for that. And yeah. and. Unfortunately, like when your salary, it is very common for people to do that. And now, now I'm not saying like, once again, there are exceptions. There are certain projects that drop in, things drop in last minute and you're expected. You have to kind of work those hours, but it's, it's, you know, once in a blue moon, it's not like a regular occurrence. But if you're an employee and that is your regular day, why? Yeah. yeah. Why? You know, you need to like take a step back and kind of analyze it mm-hmm. and figure it out. You know, but <clears throat> you want to know what I I hate the most right uh, about hmm. our company hmm. that I have to log my hours. God, I hate logging my hours. Wait, you have hmm. to log your hours? Yeah, because I'm R and D. I don't do production. Oh. 
So I had to log yeah, my don't hours. Do that. <laughs> oh, that sucks. That sucks. I hate it. That sucks. <laughs> waste like three hours of my day at the end of the month logging my fucking hours. Oh no, that's horrible. <sighs> yeah, I don't do that. I just um, turn my computer on when I feel like it. <laughs> Because, and close yeah. it when I'm done. <laughs> it's because technically yeah. you make money for the company and I don't. That's why. Oh, yeah. Client services. We're always the... Uh, I mean, you guys are the backbone, obviously. Like, you do everything. Without you guys, we can't do it. <laughs> that we're you the can't ones make that, money, like, but... Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. But, like, we're the ones that communicate with the client and the clients love us and we have those relationships and... Yeah. I could deal with the client. I will say, I will say we're definitely... <laughs> We're definitely a lot more spoiled than you guys. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Oh, my God. Look at you guys. We're able to do all this work. Let's take you out to lunch. But just the PMs. <laughs> like, I actually have shit. dinner on Thursday. And we're, <laughs> I have a fancy dinner on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, some bullshit. There you go. <laughs> Hate you. Hate you. Slave. And like they'll have like I like I know that like our company occasionally will do or like once a year they'll do like a like a client appreciation like mixer. But you always sneak into them, don't you? Like yeah. <laughs> but technically, it's just supposed to be for client services. And, but and, Parker yeah. will sneak in. <laughs> He's like, I want a free drink too. Ooh, alcohol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we definitely. Uh, we're definitely a lot more spoiled and, and well taken care of, which is, I do enjoy those perks, not going to lie. I do. Mm-hmm. I don't mind. I don't mind at all. But, uh, but yeah, guys. Yeah. You- well, let's, let's see how I, I do with work-life balance with my new promotion. <laughs> yeah. Let, about let's it. see how that works out. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Yeah, check so, yeah. check in you... in like three months. <laughs> if y'all see some inconsistencies in posting, just know we're trying our hardest. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah, we are. Just, we're very sorry about that. Truly, yeah, this is truly a labor of love from the three of us. We're not getting paid. There's no nope. help. We are literally doing it all of ourselves. On top, Bad of- Dragon never sponsored us. <laughs> Bad Dragon and Maruchan never reached out. <laughs> Um, but no, we do it because we love it. We do it because we love the fact that like we found, we found a community that appreciates what we have to say, even if, you know, we are not the experts at anything. (laughs) I am grateful that people find value in our bullshit, you know? Um, so yeah, um, that is the end of today's episode. Like always, you can find our podcast on any of your favorite streaming platforms, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, you name it. We're probably there. If we're not, let us know. Parker will make it happen. Um, You can also (laughs) find us on Instagram at at the Toxica Diaries. Come and say hi. I know we haven't been super active. We're trying. (laughs) It's a lot of we're trying, you know, it's been a it's been a couple it's been a month of transitions um, as we're figuring out, you know, like we we're saying, this work-life balance. Um, so we'll try to be on there. If you DM us, one of us will answer for sure. But, like, questions, comments, feedback will not be ignored. Even feedback, like, even on our personal Instagrams. That's al- It always makes my day to hear what anyone thinks, you know, or just even to share stories with us. Um, 
And yeah, if you have any ideas for any episodes, any topics you want us to talk more about, or if there's any previous ones that you're like, hey, that was a really good episode. Do you think like you can expand on this one? Let us know. We're always open for new ideas. Hit us up on Instagram. You can email us at the Toxica Diaries at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, and with that, I think we'll be signing off. Bye, guys. See you guys. Bye.